This is a presentation of Man Breed. Man Breed. Hello and welcome to Man Breed Live, where we believe that to understand a man is to acknowledge all men. Uh, we're back today with another exciting show. My name is Michael Diallo McClendon, and I have my two brothers here, as usual, and a very special guest. Uh, before we get to her, though, let me introduce uh, one of the brothers. Uh, you may know him because he started out as a hip-hop artist, uh, <laughs> then he became uh, a magazine editor, then he segued into uh, the GM of a radio station, <laughs> then a major TV station, but here on Man Breed Live, uh, we know him as a street therapist, Orlando Ford. How you doing? I'm great, Mike. I don't know what that you're talking about, but <laughs> the other guy, yeah. But yeah, yeah, man. We ready. We ready, brother. We ready to start this conversation, this entangled conversation we about to drop. But we cannot start it without the man himself, the one, man. the only, the Doctor Thurman Webb. How you doing today, sir? Man, I'm um, I'm doing well today. Hey, I'm, I'm finding myself at peace, so I'll take it. I'm excited about today's topic. You know, we're going to dive into this. A lot of people have been asking for this, Orlando yeah. and Mike, so uh, we're going to dive into this. I'm excited about our guest today. She's going to provide a needed perspective and some insight, so uh, I'm ready to jump into it. Mike, what you got? Well, okay, so we're talking about dating with kids and blended families, things of that nature, and in order to have that conversation, we definitely wanted to bring uh, a sister uh, to the table because we don't want to be too one-sided with this conversation. So our, our guest today is a proud Nashvilleian who is a divorced mom of two active little boys. She's a project manager for a large healthcare company by day, co-host of the Nashville New Podcast by night and weekend. Uh, she's also an alumna of Tennessee State University with a degree in psychology. Now, i tell you what else. Uh, our guest also, uh, last but not least, she's a novice, she says, uh, to dating with kids, but determined to give it a shot. Uh, Christina Jordan, how are you? <laughs> I am well. Thank you for having me. I am a big fan of Man Breed. I listen every week. Uh -oh. So I know I got to get that perspective. So uh, thank you for having me on the show today. I'm excited about the topic. Well, thank you for joining the Man Breed Circle. We hope you're ready, you know, because Orlando, uh, you know, he's always ready. So I know, I know you, you've been, you've been prepping. You, you're ready to deal with what he's bringing today. Right. We're gonna go ahead and get started, and I think we'll start with you, Christina, uh, being our guest for today. Uh, in terms of, you say you're a novice in terms of dating uh, and having kids. What are some of the things? that are on your mind as you start this process, uh, since you say like you're a novice at it? So, uh, will I have time today, first of all? And uh, because um, I have a career, I have kids, you know, how do I want that interaction to go? Will someone, you know, want to date me because I have kids, you know? Because I may now have all the time in the world to you know, spin with them. So I've been on both sides of the coin. So before I got married, I actually dated um, a gentleman with kids. And then now that I am have been married and divorced, I have kids. So it's I see it from both perspectives. And um, 
you know, I, I'm just willing to give it a shot. Uh, <laughs> I would say that I, I think I've dated both since my divorce, uh, someone who doesn't have kids and then someone who has kids. Um, and it's all about timing, really. Uh, you have to take that into consideration. Do you have the time and commitment um, to spend with someone? You know, they have to understand that kids are unpredictable and um, they are prioritized and other things are prioritized. So that relationship may not necessarily be the focal point, so. Right. So, Dr. Webb, of course, it brings in some complexity because it's not just the two individuals, but it's definitely a complexity that's coming these days. So when we start talking about people dating and having kids or the other person having kids, what are some of the things you would say from your work that people should be aware of? Um, that when you date someone with kids, like it's a comprehensive relationship it's one that necessarily involves the parent as well as the children and uh, sometimes if you are single entering that space um, just from conversations both formal and informal it could come off in some ways to the children or to that partner as if there is a competition that is at play right and so like am i competing for uh that person's time because are the children competing is that new addition competing and that could create some sort of uh, confusion or distraction in that place. Um, having been uh, a son uh, under my mom, who was a single parent and watching her date, like I understand that dynamic. It's like, okay, here I am. Uh, I have my mom's undivided attention. However, we're introducing someone else who is dividing that attention. And I necessarily would see that as, all right, you got to go. <laughs> All right, because I need that attention, especially as an only child, right? I wasn't sharing it to begin with. And so now you're public enemy number one. And so uh, anytime that that is at play, I always try to advise individuals like, there's a conversation that needs to be had that precedes you wanting to enter into a relationship with someone else. And of course, you know, we know that every person you meet that is a potential should not be interacting with your ch children until you have decided that this is something I want to pursue for a uh, long term or something I really want to invest my time into. And before you actually make that full investment, it's always good to sit your children down and say, hey, this is what I'm looking at. This is what it is. And these are the benefits uh, that I see for us as a group when this person interacts with us. So, you know, uh, children, they, they are a lot more intuitive than we give them credit for. But as an adult, sometimes uh, you know, adults have the tendency to dismiss the children's feelings because they feel that they know what's best for their kids. And they do. But still, that's, that's not an excuse to dismiss them from the conversation. Yeah, I think I may have shared on this podcast before, I, I dated a young lady once who had or still has a daughter. And the, the young lady, the daughter said, uh, Mama, you love Michael more than you love me. And it broke my heart. Yeah, Mike. It yeah, broke my hey, heart. Mike. What was you doing, Mike? I'm spending too much time with the mama. Right? <laughs> it, broke, it, broke, it broke my heart, you know, uh, because, you know, you know the child is sincere. And, right. and sometimes 
someone who's an adult who wants somebody might put too much energy into that relationship and start neglecting the child, not just splitting the energy, but prioritizing that, you know, that person over the child. So I want to bring Orlando into this because I know you have uh, some experience in this area and then just your, your, your wisdom from the street. Uh, jump in, man. Talk to us about how to navigate these waters when you talk about dating uh, um, well, listen, you know, from the guy's perspective, and it really comes down to, as I like to say, uh, do the, the guy, especially from the guy, I'm coming from the guy perspective, right? Because like I said, I myself, like, like you, Doc, mom was dating other guys, growing up, seeing cousins, dealing with being a stepchild, other right. and all this other stuff like that. It kind of it hit home for me. And, and like I said, when I started dating my, my wife, uh, she already had a child. So for me, before that, that was a, that was a no, you know, I, I didn't even want to go there. That was a deal breaker having a child, but I, you know, matured in a sense in a short amount of time and realized it's about the person. And even though myself, which is one of the key things in the dating side, if the male, and I'm coming from the male perspective now, from the male, if he doesn't have any children and his desire to have children is there. Because if he never didn't want any kids, number one, that's already probably going to be a problem in the compatibility side anyway. But if he wants his own kids and if, you know, the, depending on the age of the child, if he feels like, you know what, I, I, can, I can get in with this because, hey, I'm trying to really get with the woman, then everything else starts to uh, fall in line with that. Because typically if he's trying to impress the mother or the, the, the woman, he's going to be trying to impress the child too, to get in good with her. It's like, yeah. you know, you got to get good with the father. You know what I mean? It's like, you got to get in good with them kids in order to be able to spend time as much time as you can with, with, with the woman. So it, it falls along those lines. And me personally, that was one of the takes I had because I was always one, one of those guys that wanted a family. And so having a leg up, you know, kind of seeing how it would go was, would be easy. But I will say, and we'll talk about this a little bit more on is the challenge really comes into what is the relationship with the other parent? Meaning yeah. if the child is young and the father is still in their life and you know what I mean? Like it could be some conflict that you don't want to try to be the daddy when they're at a younger age and how that plays out and all that stuff. So we'll get to that a little bit later. Cause that, that can be very problematic. Christina, uh, coming back to you, because you said before you had kids and before you dated, well, you dated someone with kids before you had kids of your own. Are you more, do you see things differently now that you're back out, you're dating now? Like, are there different ways you navigate than before when you were single with no kids, when you're dating people with kids? Well, you know, prior um, to my marriage, actually, I was engaged with his children, not my husband, but the guy I was dating at the time, um, I was engaged with his children much sooner than I would have done so. Um, mm. So I, I look at it now like I really am very cautious. One, you're cautious about who you're dating, okay? and then you're cautious about who you're going to present to your children or interact with your children. So I am, you know, I would definitely be, um, I would want to have a conversation with, with the guy that I'm dating now, um, whether or not we get to that point. 
where I want to introduce my children. So we, we would have to have some really long-term discussions about what this relationship looks like and um, before I would ever introduce them. That's just, that's just my thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to kind of throw out like, because things, you know, dating now is different. You know what I mean? Let's just keep it real from when, you know, I mean, I'm not that old, but still I'm old enough when dating was still kind of, still has some, uh, you but anyway, you know what I'm saying? It was the whole part of chivalry, you know what I mean? Played a yeah. real big part into things. So, but I, I'm just kind of curious now, like what level of the dating is it when the when the when it's you know you feel like it's appropriate to introduce the children because i've seen cats that not even knowing really getting involved with the children until and then we just had this 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 topic of, but until it got physical in a sense because before that it's not even serious enough to be trying to make ways right. into the uh, child's life so i'm just curious in that as far as how it is now true true i'll say that I would, I don't think there's a time limit on it, but I definitely would, not that I'm ready to get married, um, but if that became a possibility, if we had that conversation, then, um, and moving in that direction, then that's when I would, we would have the discussion about introducing him to the children. Oh, I guess but I that that to me <laughs> would take months. And I, I mean, and that's real as a caregiver of your and the protector of your kids. So mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, uh, as a single person without kids in this conversation, what are some of those most pressing concerns when we start talking about introducing kids to that person that you're dating? I mean, some are obvious, right? Like, yeah, you know, they right. be a pedophile or abuse them and they go, those kind of things. That's real, right? You got to get to know people before you introduce them to your kids. Right. Other than those, though, what, what are some of the other things that just kind of like are things that stand out about it that you want to know about that person? I think it's uh, beneficial for people to have a conversation about what role they're going to play in that dynamic, right? Because here you are, you know, you have two variables, children and a parent, whether it be a mother and a father that is a dyad. And now you're about to make it a triad by introducing this new variable. And then the question becomes like, what role will you play in that process? And, and a lot of people don't sit down and have that conversation. They figure, well, since I get along with this person, they'll necessarily get along with my kids. And that's not always the case, right? Because there's several motives at play. One by the individual coming into this dynamic, one by the children who uh, are used to a dynamic. And then you, of course, you have the person who is trying to blend the two worlds together. So everybody has a different agenda to some degree. And so it requires individuals to sit down and, and create a common ground on what this looks like. And then you also have to consider, which our street therapist alluded to, like it depends on how the breakup happened in the first place because that entity necessarily has some say. I don't care what anybody, if, if they haven't had their rights dismissed from them by the courts, no matter how little it is, they do have some say because those are their kids as well, right? Not necessarily on how the other partner or ex-partner may govern their relationships, but when we talk about blending these entities, 
that person also has some say in how that affects their children also. So there's a conversation that needs to be had there um, with regards to this is what's about to happen and these are the changes that may take place. Orlando, did you want to jump in on that? Because it seems like that's something uh, that you, like Dr. Webster, you were addressing earlier in terms of like making sure that uh, the parental part of it doesn't get confusing for the child or for yeah. the other spouse who still is like, well, you know, this is my position. Somebody else is trying to take my position. They might date you, but I'm still the mama yeah. or I'm still the dad. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, like, once again, coming from the male perspective, like most guys that I know, and if I was in that position, I'd probably do the same thing, is that there would be no way I would be introducing my child to someone I'm dating until I feel like they are very serious, serious. And then for a guy to go to that level, serious, serious, it's like, you know, man, like you, we, you at my house, I'm at your house a lot, you know, type of things like that. And one of the reasons being because guys don't want any drama. They know the, the child mama, you know, the child gonna go and say, daddy was with so-and-so, you know what I mean? Like, and you're trying to keep all that minimized. Right. And then you, you're also trying to pick up on how, uh, the woman you're dating is reacting to the fact that you have children because, like I said, the guy don't want her to feel like she's competing against the children. Like, he might say, hey, I got to go pick up my, my girls. Or I got to go pick up my boys and see what that reaction is. If the if the girl, if the the woman that he's dating say, oh, wow, okay, well, you know, one of these days I like to meet him or what are some of the things you like to do? Or I like to spend, like, any type of engagement that, that she may be trying to uh, facilitate that's a good sign for him but he still will probably be a little leery in the on you know on the onset to make any introduction until he feels like okay we're at a level where I do want to meet I want you to meet my children because this is part of me and I want them to be part of you and it, it becomes that that process because at the same time like I say he got to deal with a mama and if they mama start sizing her up and then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? The conversation started running this way and then they got to go call the lawyer cause they got to go start talking about child support numbers and everything. And then you know, it ain't even worth it. You know what I'm saying? Well, so we don't keep it low. Cause then when we get together, then you already know, Hey, when my pockets get a little light, cause they know, she know you, you know, my child support numbers coming up and you ain't got no problem right. with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> we can't go out to eat. We can't go out to eat no more. You know what I'm saying? Just be real. You know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta build it back up cause right. you know, she done hit me. You know what I'm so. <laughs> and I would just say the other side of this is not just the uh, boyfriend or girlfriend perspective, but also the kids perspective, you know, and yeah. how they would react to someone coming in that parent has to also take that into consideration when introducing someone to their children that has to be the 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 goal i mean the focus of their um wanting to move this relationship along it really has to because if the child i would say if the child is not um receiving it well it's going to always complicate the relationship so mm -hmm. that has to be um, grown in there as well. So not just about the boyfriend, girlfriend's perspective or the adult's perspective, but the kids too. Well, what about when the, yeah, kid, is, yeah. the kid really yeah. receives it well, uh, but then the relationship right. goes awry? What you said. I, yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah, because that could be problematic for, especially for the dude, because the, the child could be telling, you know, like, and that's why you, the guy is really, 
hesitant about introducing uh, the woman to the children because last thing you want the child to do is to refer to uh, or say, well, I really miss Sharon, and Sharon ain't the baby mama name. And then, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you like, you know. Right, right. So, and then every, 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 he done went on to so much to Correct, see. correct. And, right, right. Yeah, I got that. Ain't no good look. That ain't no good look. So, so yeah, and then every every relationship out there after that is compared to Sharon. You know, that's right. not a good look. Absolutely. Let's be honest. Absolutely. Some people, you, they get in these relationships because of the relationship with the children. Like, they prefer that interaction as opposed to the partner. Mm-hmm. You know, so, mm-hmm. and, and what does that look like? Like, it, mm-hmm. it happens. It happens all yeah. the time. You know? Yeah, I would, that that's yeah. happened to me before. After a while, I started to like the kids more than I liked him, and that's when I realized uh, it's, it's, yeah. this is this is not gonna yeah. work. Yeah, <laughs> and and like I said, I I've been there growing up. Like I said, I I tell my mom, I man, I miss so and so. You know what I mean? And just man, really? we have we have fun with you know what I mean. It's like man, here come this other dude. You be like, you get him the side eye because he just ain't you know what I mean? Like come on, mama, man, you can do better than that. <laughs> it's like you were doing better than that, mom. Yeah, exactly, man. Just come on. <laughs> well, you know, I, I know this, this situation can take on a lot of different complexities. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we said, the breakup or even introducing the kids. Uh, but I imagine right in between, like meeting someone and dating them, and then you start to date them, but you hadn't broken up. But you know, you're, you're watching the way that, let's say, they treat their own kids. They're not your kids. You can't determine how uh, or mandate that they treat their kids a certain way. But let's say you start noticing red flags, though, about that. Do you even address that? Or do you just kind of say, hmm, this is not my situation. Let me kind of start backing up. Because if you invested into it, then do you have some say-so? Or do you have those, just those, have those conversations with the parent and then just keep it moving? Doc, I'm going to start with you because I know you... Let, let, me, let me say this. If you can't have that conversation, that is a flag in itself, right? For relationships, period. Like, like, you should be able to engage in a meaningful conversation surrounding that subject. If you feel like, no, nah, I ain't going to say nothing to her or him because they're going to blow up behind this and tell me that's their kids, yada, yada, yada. That means that partner or potential partner has already started to draw boundaries uh, that restrict you from vulnerability. And relationships, in order to be sustainable over time, they like both individuals need to be engaged in a vulnerable space. So I'll start with saying, like, that is a flag that there needs to be some communication. uh, there needs to be some improvement in communication regardless. And so, yeah, you may not be ready to have a conversation about children, right? So so let's, like, there's a sequence to this thing, right? Uh, however, ultimately, like, um, again, like I said, you, there needs to be a discussion around expectations. Because, again, there may be some deal breakers for you, right? You may not, well, you may grow up where you're not allowed to talk to a, a parent this way. However, there may be a different, uh, protocol with the partner with regards to how their children talk to them. And so if that just necessarily gets under your skin and that person doesn't want you saying something about that, then again, that's a conversation needs to be had, right? You just can't walk up and call your mama a bitch and I sit down and wait for her to respond, right? 
like, no, I need to intervene and let you know that there's a new way or I have a new expectation about how things go. Truth of the matter is, though, um, from my experience, there are a lot of females due to their nurturing nature that let a lot of things go. Men necessarily don't because they're trying to implement some sort of structure for authority. And we've seen that lack of respect for authority play out in children's lives later on down the line. So again, like it's going to look different from a man's perspective and a woman's perspective when we talk about, and this is not an absolute statement, just from my experiences, when, when people talk about how we raise children, where we set boundaries, um, why I'm hard on him or why she's not hard on him. Like, these are the dynamics that are at play when you have children just as a husband and wife or the paternal uh, father, maternal mother. So you can imagine what the conversation will be, like how much is magnified when that's not even his or her kid directly, but they're trying to, to step in and play a role in this family that they're trying to build. Like it can be a very complex situation. I tell you what, let, let's take a break, but when we come back, let's talk about some of those deal breakers, as well as what uh, green lights are when, when, when we start talking about people dating with kids. If you're listening to Man Breed Live, we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Man Breed Live, where we believe that to understand a man is to acknowledge all men. We're talking about dating with kids and blended families, and we have a very special guest. Uh, she is Christina Jordan, and she goes by some other names, too. I don't know if she wants to bring in those different things here on this <laughs> podcast, because she has her own podcast, uh, Nashville New, that she's a part of as well. Uh, but we were talking about, when we left, deal breakers in terms of a person that you're dating, whether that's a person that has kids or you have kids, what are some deal breakers for you? And I want to start out with our guest, uh, Christina. What are some deal breakers when you're dating that person as a woman with kids and also if that person has kids? I would say um, if the child is, well, one, if, if that person is not supporting the child. What does that look like? Financially, emotionally, just not showing up, period. Okay. Their own child or you or or their own child. Okay, okay, okay. All right. All right. Any any other deal breakers just stand that stand out for you or as long as they financially supporting their child, they No, good. no, not just financially. You gotta be there for your child emotionally in in all ways, you know. But um I would say if they're disrespectful to their parents or you know it, it, we would definitely need to have some conversations about about that okay. um yeah I, I don't put up with disrespectful kids either my own or anyone else's so you liable, you liable slap slap somebody child <laughs> <laughs> either you handle this or i'm handle it <laughs> But it's gonna get handled. <laughs> it's gonna get handled. <laughs> uh, jump, jump in, Doctor Webb, in terms of deal breakers, uh, and then I'm gonna shoot it to you, Orlando. In terms of things uh, that should be looked out for, you know, 
when you're dating and you have kids or, or that other person is dope? I think Christina hit it dead on the head, um, the respect factor. How do you navigate that space? You know what I mean? Like, um, I know for, for me, and keep in mind, like, I haven't been in this space. I'm trying to, have I dated, dated somebody? Yeah, I've dated somebody with kids, but anyway, that's another, that's another podcast. <laughs> but uh, uh, just thinking about my own stepfather and his dealings with my, with my mother um, before she transitioned, one of the things that he told me in one of our intimate conversations is that he spent a month watching me. And one of the things that finally uh, sold him was the fact that, because I come from humble beginnings, and he was trying to figure out how someone in this environment could operate with this type of uh, strategicness and precision. And he had made a direct correlation to the things that my mom had deposited in me as a parent, right? So he knew her, and I say this all the time, like he knew her as a, as a woman, but he also wanted to understand her as a mother because those two made up who she was. And as I got older, I had to do the exact same thing. I, I had 100% of my life, she had only been my mother. But I had to go back and I had to mind her through meaningful conversations to understand the woman that informed my mother. And I got that, that principle or that formula from him. So, um, you know, he said that would, be, that would have been a deal breaker for her to have a, a, a relationship with him, but, but not necessarily interact with me, kind of like uh, Christina alluded to, in, in a meaningful way, like to reduce me on a priority list, would show that her priorities were messed up. And I see it also when I'm in session with, with mothers and fathers who the minute they get a mate is the minute that that mate becomes the apple of their eye. And every opportunity to spend just singularity time with that person, they take it. So if they have to put their kids over here or send them to their mama's house or whatever they have to do. And that shows um, a break in the equation or the balance of, 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 of emotional stability for me. Like that is an extreme red flag. Like, yo, this person is thirsty for attention. And there's a difference between being hungry and being thirsty. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think that I think the misprioritizing would definitely be a deal breaker for me. And it has been for people that I've dealt with. Lando, what you got? Deal breakers. Well, you know, from the street. Man, you already <laughs> laughing, man. <laughs> well, but from the street, though, man, if she got four kids and got four four baby daddies, that's already a deal breaker right there, man. You know that's what I'm done. saying? Like, every child got a different daddy. That's already a sign. It ain't, you know, like, I can't be number five. And then, uh, like, most guys complain about, like, if early on, like, early, early on in the dating, there already seems to be a financial strain, meaning, like, oh, I gotta do this, which oh, I'm trying to get this money for this, you know what I mean? It's like, like what, where does the father at? Unless there's a good reason why, um, he like he locked up, you know, he, he's deceased, something like that that can kind of play into like, okay, I can see what your struggle. Cause a lot of guys want to be hero dude anyway. And that, that offers the opportunity for him to come in. It's like, you know what, I'm gonna make it good. Cause I'm just going to be trying to provide anyway. 
uh, because the struggle is real. But the deal breaker would be like if it's always that case, especially two or more children seem to be problematic for a lot of dudes, you know what I mean? That they like, man, I can't, I can't do that. And then uh, a lot of times guys don't like when they see the, the, the woman is more like friends with her children and not like yeah. a parent, yeah. you know, like that, that's a, that's a, a red flag and, and kind of being like, okay, what kind of relationship is going on here? Because then, you know, they can turn on me if I get into a relationship and then, you know, it's like three against one or four against one. And I ain't, you know, I don't have no, no backup. And um, that can be problematic uh, if things start going sideways and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I only got two fish, you know, now I'm just playing. <laughs> you know, get jumped. You about to get jumped. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you don't want no problems, you know. Right, right, right. They like that. They cold like that. But, you know, like I said, I think from the, from the guy perspective, it, it just steal into, like, and going into it, if they just, if they are really digging the mother, and the children is just an extension of that. That just goes over and beyond. It just it is just going to be in the case, like I said, if the if the if the father of the child is is a little overbearing, uh, sometimes the deal breaker could be like he know the dude. You know what I mean? Like he don't want to step on step in that territory. Like I know him, and how that's gonna look. But you know, it just it's just some of those things like that to use it to have guys to kind of you know, throw up some red flags and be like, man, I don't know if I want to date her or date her seriously uh, because this can be complicated or it's going to be some other issues that I don't want to deal with. And like I said, for the guy though, like I said, if he already has children and, and she has children, you just look at, you know, how, how well they're going to already kind of, uh, you know, kind of come together, you know, will there be compatibility on it? And, and my children are young and hers are old, you know, yeah. how, to, how we can yeah. be able to, balance that and vice versa you know what i mean like how, how are we gonna make sure that when we spending family time or we going out on, on vacation how does that look you know what i mean so those things like that kind of start to weigh in on seeing how can we work this out or maybe we need to waste some more time to children get a little bit more mature and never underestimate the, the the importance of having a conversation surrounding money like and how that's allocated like how much of that how much of your kid is that my res financial responsibility? Mm -hmm. That's not to say that if I love the mother and I'm looking for a long-term uh, opportunity with her that I don't invest in that kid, right? But I know a lot of men who said like, you know what, I was digging her, I was digging the kids, however, she made their financial responsibility mine instead of their daddy. So I, I don't have time for that, right? Like, that, that needs to be a conversation surrounding that also you know like what a, what part of that is mine and why would you hold me more accountable for their financial situation than you do their dad you know like that that has to be a conversation around that and something else Orlando alluded to um sometimes especially um with 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 uh with females in the lower economic status as far as the dealings and when I've had to have sessions with them a lot of times they end up raising, especially their sons, to be the men that they like. And so that's how you end up with this young cat as the man of the house, right? Because I didn't necessarily know what a man was, so all I had was to raise him up to be the type of man that I would want. And unbeknownst to them, they've empowered this 12-year-old joker to, to stand up to me with his chest out, trying to size me up, right? 
And that needs to be addressed also because I don't think a lot of a lot of women do that purposefully. But however, in the midst of trying to adapt to new situations, uh, you know, we can we can make a reasonable assumption that that they have been robbed of the necessary childhood experiences necessary to actually be a mate. Good. So, well, well, yeah. Well, I was going to ask. Uh, I, I guess Christina. I mean, does it does the age of the child really dictate into how? when you start taking dating seriously, you know, you mentioned early on mm. about having time because a lot of times people can make priority for time when they want for what they want. But sometimes it's just a matter of like, I just don't want to be, you know, dealing with that right now because I want my child not to have that conflict, especially if you experienced it and seen it on whatever in real life TV and all that stuff like that. Is that one of the factors going to when you say on the level of dating that you will go into uh, because you know, where your child is, especially if you got boys or girls, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be careful bringing a man if you got girls of a certain age. True. And as, as you said with Doc, like I said, if, if, your boy, if your boys are, or you have a boy and he's 13, 14, 15, he become territorial, especially if there's been time or a long gap before you even dated. He's not, you know, he used to, he used to his mama, you know what I'm saying? He feeling that way. And so, so does that take a, uh, you know, an account to, your approach to seriously dating as you make time for the dating? It does. It does. And I would say that my time with my kids is what I hold dear as well. So I never infringe on that at all. Um, and they're not always with me. They spend time with their dad as well. But I would say that um, the time, the age of the child is important. And also how long it's been since Maybe, you know, my my husband and I haven't been divorced. Uh, my ex-husband and I have been divorced for a year and a half now. So honestly, it hasn't been that long. And so the kids are still really, you know, trying to adapt yeah, to yeah. having two households. And um, so to introduce someone else to them, I'm not going to do that. Um, I need to give them time and space to see what this whole two household thing looks like and um, and get comfortable with that. Now, I know that they, they're they aware that mommy and daddy are not together, um, but that, um, you know, mommy and daddy are going to do what's going to make them happy. And so there may be, dad may have friends and mommy may have friends. Um, and that's all I've said to them. So, but at this point, I'm not, you know, I, they're not ready. I'm not ready to make that leap, yeah. Yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, being divorced and there are also situations where people, they just have uh, uh, someone who people say baby dad, but also really baby father, uh, who they were with. Does it make a difference? And I know Dr. Webb, you don't speak in absolutes per se, but whether or not there was a marriage that predated that the child came from or whether or not they were just dating someone had a child, does that change the nuances at all in general terms? Uh, you know what, again, it's, it's, for me, it's not a personal experience, it's indirect and secondhand accounts, but I mean, a fool is a fool. Whether the fool was married or the fool was single, he's just a fool. So I wouldn't necessarily look at the, the situations that they were in, I would just try to figure out if that was a fool you was married to or that was a fool you was dating and you decided to sleep with like, that's why I'm drawing the line if it's me. 
You know what I mean? Do, how do I need to operate in these streets in the event we see him in that white van with no windows? Like, I don't care if he's married or not. I just care if he's crazy. Um, and I, I don't mean crazy loosely. I mean, like, something's not functioning right in his mental mentality. Um, so that, that's, that's just me. Like I said, I don't have any personal account to that, but based on people's account, whether you broke up uh, from a serious relationship, um, whether you decided not to pursue a serious relationship because they're off, or whether you were married and you divorced them because things just weren't working, at the end of the day, it's like, what was what were the mechanisms and the, the protocols for how this ended and why did it end and who's still hot about it and who's not? That's it. Perfect. Orlando, jumping over to you, man, because it seems like you were able as an adult to, to make that situation work. And we talked about red flags. We talked about uh, deal breakers. But I want to talk about uh, green lights uh, or effective ways of, of merging when there are kids involved because we have a lot of those situations. And some of them don't work out because people just don't have the tools or the insight or know exactly how to navigate that space. So what, what would you say are some things that can help one develop functionally in terms of a relationship when one of the partners has kids? Well, like I, I went to and talked about earlier, like you gotta wanna have kids, man. I mean, some people just don't want kids, you know. I see some cats that got problems with girls because they got dogs and dogs are like kids, you know. They, they treat the dog like kids, you know what I mean? I'm like, man, come on, man, the dog. It, <laughs> You gotta, you gotta want to have kids. I'll stop making you laugh. But you got, you know, and then like I say, if you start to draw into that relationship with the child, just like with the mother, when the more you start doing things, those things start making it work because you can see you're part of the family. You know, it just becomes that 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 certain level of affection that happens. You have no problem in, like we talked about before, providing because that's the fundamental thing for for guys. You know, hey, I. I want to, her birthday coming up, I want to be in participating with buying the gifts and stuff and those things like that. And that starts to translate into the relationship. And, and normally it brings uh, the bond between the male and the female closer uh, because of that extension that is shown from the child. Uh, and then from there, everything else comes into a collective when you start thinking on, the, on those next levels. Uh, guys usually try to do that, saying like, okay, how does this look like? You know, we're getting a place together, making sure they have room, start thinking as a family unit, because that's what typically the guy would want to do. And, and that encompasses the child or the children all together. So those are the things that, that usually come into it. Now, there's this other line that, uh, you know, you kind of touched on a little bit before on that on the background of discipline, because like in my case, uh, we had two different modes of uh, discipline. Now, I wasn't never a, like a spanker. I never spanked my, my real daughter or my stepdaughter at all. But it was a way of, of kind of coming into what we uh, disagreed a lot on on privileges. And those things off of from actions or non-actions and making sure that things were being done, see, that started to have some conflicts. And so those things like that have to be communicated. And depending on the guy's personality, his breed, sometimes can kind of cause some conflict in how they, uh, they, they adjust to that. And that, that's a big thing that comes still to the whole overall compatibility. Uh, because if you're already compatible on certain areas, 
you're bound to have a few areas that are going to have some friction. That's, that's going to be a given. And, but you got to be able to, to communicate or be able to uh, submit into certain areas. And a lot of times when a person is already scorned from another, a previous relationship, that that level of submission seems to be one of the sticking points in, in both cases of how they, they be able to succeed in, in the relationship. And so a lot of times, especially in this day and age now, people have to start to kind of weigh what's the pros and cons in, in it and seeing if it's worth it to stick it through in the relationship, even with the child and, and everything, just the relationship period. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about the, along those same lines, Doc, not just the green line light in terms of this is going well, but like some things to do, like Orlando was saying, in order to make it work. And I heard you talking about com communication. Yeah. Uh, I heard you say that, and I know that that's very important. And I'm wondering, too, in the midst of the relationship, uh, let's say somebody like myself who doesn't have kids, but I'm dating a woman that has them. What are some things you would throw out to a brother like myself to say, okay, uh, think about this. You know, yeah. maybe you should try this. So keep in mind, communication is not just about um, me and another entity. Communication with self is also important, right? And so you really have to ask yourself, is my lifestyle compatible with that one? Is it compatible in the terms of like, I can acquire, right? Because this is an acquisition. And then it's an acquisition and then it's a merger. Is that cost beneficial for me emotionally, spiritually, socially, personally? Whatever that looks like for you, you do that, that cost analysis. But uh, at the core, the keystone of communication is trust. And there are three there are three trust principles that I that I always like to inject. Like, uh, does that person trust you to take action? Right? Does that person trust you enough to have the conversation surrounding action? And last one, Alice, does that person trust you to make mistakes? Right? Because those things are going to happen. That's it's inevitable. However, every mistake we make is not a byproduct of me having bad intentions. Right. I may have good intentions and the outcome may not come out the way I intended. But do you trust me enough to know that I didn't maliciously engage in that activity? Right. So you you work with me so that I learn in order to improve my next action. And so, like, if you when we look at any of those three, if you feel like that person can trust you in those areas, then it's probably not time for you to engage with those kids. And vice versa, like if that trust factor is not there, it's not just about how they treat you, but do you trust them enough to interact with the thing that you hold near and dear to you, right? Because they are a package deal. They are a package deal. And you'll, you will be required, um, regardless of your rights within the relationship, there are responsibilities that come along with those rights and you have to be honest about what those are. Yeah, and, and Mike, I wanna add this too, and, and not, not to make it personal on your end, but like you said in the scenario that if you were single and the woman had children, I think one of the things that factors into is that, do she want any more kids? Mm. Uh, because that, that could be a deal breaker in itself. I mean, you may say, look, I. I love your kids, but I want some DNA too. You know what I mean? I'm going to spread mine on too. And so if she's like, nah, I'm through having kids, you got to be like, man, you know, like I'm not, yeah. I'm not adopting no kids. 
You right. know, I want them to look like me. And if so, that's a real thing too for a lot of single brothers who right. at a certain age, like, hey, listen, are you done with kids? Because uh, I would like to, you know, pop a two, pop one or two out. You know what I mean? I've my <laughs> I would just say that that is a conversation you need to have at the beginning of the relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then, yeah. Yeah. But I, I've seen a cat that, that, that um, I know a couple of guys that they flipped up on them. They changed. They, did, mm. they, they said they wanted to, and then when they got married, they were like, nah. And I'm cool with these. <laughs> she has some dogs. <laughs> he, he cool with that. Man, and they and they divorced too though. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Christina, we're gonna we gonna toss it to you because uh you know like like those those are real concerns. Uh and so but we're talking about navigating it well and you said even since since uh you became single again, I think you've dated some guys who have had kids and like, you know, what, what, what are some of those things that you say, having experience now, you know, being a mother, uh, help you navigate that terrain? And what would you throw out there to sisters as it relates to, you know, if, you, if you're dealing with, a, uh, if you're a, a single mother, or even dealing with a guy with kids, what advice would you throw out? So a single mother dealing with someone who has children, um, you just have to be flexible. Mm. Um, and understand that you know, things will change, schedules will change. You have to be able to adapt and not take everything personal, you know. Um, be neutral in a sense of, you know, there may be, it, it depends on when the conversation comes into play, when you want to um, meet the kids or have it, you know, have that meeting with them. If, if that dynamic, that relationship is, if there's some contention there, then always stay neutral, I would say. Um, and then always be respectful of that relationship that they have with their kids. Um, you know, I always want to nurture that. And that's one thing that I've, I think that I really enjoy is someone who actually has kids because then they understand that my perspective and I can relate to them. They can relate to me. So then it, you know, that respect is there for the most part. So they understand, you know, that uh, sometimes, you know, the other, the ex-mate may not be uh, on the same wavelength, you know, and so there may be some interesting conversations there <laughs> that you can have, you can share and, uh, you know, or just, the kids in general, just being themselves and, and trying to navigate all of this, you know, sharing <laughs> right. um, those experiences is, is something that's unique. And I think that's where you can actually build together, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because that was something that was on my mind, meaning whether or not there tends to be a high compatibility if that other person has kids has and that person is single. Mm -hmm. uh, either one of y'all want to chime in, Doc or, or, or Orlando. I mean, Doc, you deal with a lot of clients, I'm sure. Not that this is always something that comes up, but do you find that? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, yeah. I mean, just kind of piggybacking on what Christina said, it's that familiarity, that similarity that um, allows for the empathy to take place. 
mm-hmm. right? So I can put myself in Christina's shoes because I have two boys, she has two boys. And so now I know what she could be dealing with. So I may forego like, oh, won't be able to connect on Friday because I know he failed on his report card and she needs to address yada, yada, yada. So I'll connect with her on Saturday, see how she's doing. Like whatever that may be, like I, as a parent, I, I would probably understand that. Mm-hmm. We may have had plans. So now, the you know, he's sick. And those plans are now have to, having to be adjusted because that's the situation after this. Like, yeah, of course, the parent wouldn't necessarily understand that as opposed to a single person who may not necessarily know the intricacies of what it takes to pull that off. If I have to leave work, go pick them up. I don't have somebody to keep them. It's not their daddy's weekend or their mother's weekend. So they'll be home with me. Like that's a lot of conversation to have with somebody who doesn't quite understand that. But if I have the similarity, then I, of course you don't have to have that because I know what it goes into making that happen. What it goes into making that happen. Yeah. Orlando, you, you, you navigated that area in thing. Well, not yeah. what you, you didn't have, but, but you know, you were dealing with a situation where there was a child. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so but I mean, I mean, and I imagine that that was challenging, but I'm also just throwing it out there, you know, uh, some things that you were able to navigate it, uh, I would say it seems successfully. So, I mean, is there anything you would throw out to, uh, to a brother who, who's just finding himself in that situation? Yeah, well, as we've been saying, and my, my experience though, because I was young and so focus driven that I knew what I wanted. And so I just kind of had a lot of level of patience and, and, and kind of easing my way in. I would say this to some brothers, and I'll say this to some sisters too, that like sometimes brothers will, will want to make sure that they are impressing the mother so much that can be very, very persistent in trying. And sometimes the mother has to have a certain level of discernment to shut certain things down. Now I'll say to the women, like you're gonna have that protective barrier that you continue to shut down his advances or his offers to help. But for some guys though, when you keep shutting them down, then that will, they will shut off. And so don't be surprised when they then when they when when you're trying to introduce the child to them that there's a certain reaction to it because you have shut them off so long that they took that as a rejection and now they they're totally unplugged from that. But at the same time, the guy need to have some level of discernment and saying, okay, let me make this first offer if it's shut down, okay, then let me try another way, or then make certain other offers uh indirectly to see how they can be accepted because at the same time, you're trying to impress the woman and get in, but you are generally concerned about making sure that whatever her issue is, because that's the first thing a guy may see. If, if there's always a complaint or a problem in sitting around a child, some guys want to be the problem solver mm-hmm. and they want to be able to offer that. But if it's continuing to shut down and the guy can't figure out, okay, this is not making sense. You complaining to me, but when I offer the help, you shut it down you know what, I'm going to keep this to myself and then just store that back and saying, you know what, let, let me see if there's other areas you keep shutting me down on, especially when it comes to me trying my best to be accepting to the child. Because right. those guys be like, I ain't got to. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I'm just, you, you know, like we just do what I do. And then like I said, hey, when a child off with their daddy, I expect, this is what I expect. Like they, you know, there, there is no other conflict in that. So just kind of be mindful of that, those things that the rejection may only just be for the temporary, but then you can ask it out a little bit, you know, make sure that that's the, that's the part, like I said, sometimes 
guys don't necessarily talk out and understand the reasoning why the rejection is and be able to get a, a sane answer that they can digest and why the woman is not accepting those things if they're trying to. Uh, and at the same time, some guys, man, they don't want to be it thrown on to them too quick either. Like right. in two weeks, we getting in and you, you want me to take and have my name on the child's daycare pickup list. We, we've been dating two weeks. I'm already on the list to go pick them up. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Right. You're right. And there needs to be a distinction too. I advise people to understand like there's a subtle difference between help and being a resource. And uh, that's a conversation that needs to be had, right? Because sometimes uh, men or women, we won't help, but we want somebody to read our minds around what that help looks like. And then sometimes we need to be patient enough to just be a resource so that when somebody comes and they ask us, um, you know, for help, we can at least provide them with information. It's your job to provide them with enough information that they make an informed or better decision, not to make the decision for them, yeah. right? Especially when there's another parent outside of y'all's relationship at play. Let me provide you enough information and then you make that decision based on this dynamic. So help being a helper and being a resource, like understanding the nuances of those two could be very helpful. That's good. That's good. I feel like we, we cut a lot, covered a lot of ground with regards to dating with kids and blended families. And I kind of want to segue to Christine and just kind of find out more before we go about your podcast, uh, Nashville New and some other things that people can look out for when it comes to your career. So I am a co-host on Nashville New Podcast. Uh, all things about Nashville and, you know, uh, womanhood and being a mother and, um, you know, all good things. <laughs> uh, we talk about dating. We talk about, um, you know, career-driven um, categories and, and things of that nature. But um, we actually record... Uh, once a week, um, once every two weeks, actually. And uh, it's with my co-host, Anya G. Um, and so we've been doing it for a while, going really Anya well. G? Anya G. Anya G. Okay. Anya G. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tune in. We, we do have an Instagram page. Uh, I think we do have a Facebook page. But uh, we definitely uh, will... Uh, would like for you guys to join us one day, maybe, for a collaboration. Well, all three of us to come. Oh, <laughs> all three of us. Oh, hey, Orlando or no? Hey, right, right. Orlando right, right. Right. Half of Orlando, uh, man. Hey, uh, street therapist on. Hey, hey, careful now. Careful now. <laughs> careful what you ask for. Yeah. <laughs> But on that note, though, Christine, I, I do want to make sure, though, say because opportunity. I'm glad you, that you appreciate the Man Brief uh, podcast and like the topics that we discussed. And I know that we were talking about this one, like dating with children. But any other questions you may have, like that sticking question for me, and the way you got us all three on the line that we can answer no, for you. No, I think this has been really good. Um, uh, you know what? There was one other red flag that I thought about. I don't, I don't think um, it was raised, but, you know, in dating someone, if you see that they dismiss the other person mm -hmm. a bit, 
uh, either in front of the kids or to you or whomever, then that to me is a red flag. But I wanted to, I wanted to make sure I, I noted that because I've, I've heard that before. So right, that right. is the only thing that I wanted to bring forth, but I, I thought this was a great conversation uh, needed. You know, I'm no, by no means an expert. I'm, I'm a novice and still trying to figure my way out, you know, through this. And uh, this was good for me, good therapy session. <laughs> so I, yeah. Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, we always have a good time on the Man Breeze Circle. Uh, before I close things out, though, I definitely have to open it up one more time because there's so much wisdom uh, in the circle. Uh, Orlando, Doc, uh, any parting words before we go? Go ahead, Doc. Uh, you know, just, you know, like I say, man, be respectful. Everybody to say they know how to communicate, don't, you know, so that's not always the case. And communication is a, it's a lifelong process. You know, the, the older we get, we should get wiser, which means we should be communicating with ourselves. We should be communicating with those elders or those ancestors of our communities and cultures. And we should be uh, having conversations with our peers in order to drive thought. And so there are more than just, you know, romantic relationships. There are a plethora of ships uh, that we use to get to our purpose. And so I would just encourage people to engage with each one of those. Uh, as we navigate this thing called life. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I just want to throw out encouragement for the, this, uh, the women who are single, parents, parents who are single. And if you were having that desire to date guys, there are a lot of still good men out there. I know sometimes they find it hard to believe that there is, is there plenty of good men out there that still would love to be, take on a family unit that's already established. And so a lot of times in this day and age, especially the professional women who may have kids, they take that time and that time keep going and going and going and going. And then by the time they're ready to engage in a relationship, they feel like, well, who, who want to take me home? I got these children or they, they great. I mean, in high school and stuff like that, as I always say, you gotta, when you are ready, you still gotta, just like a radio receiver, you gotta turn that, you gotta turn that right frequency on to get, you know, to pick up those signals that guys would be throwing out because a lot of times guys be trying to shoot their shot and, and she like, I'm waiting. And dude is interpreted that like, man, and you and I missed a good one, you yeah. know? So don't, don't think just because, Hey, you know, you waiting in your own time. Like, like, like we said, Gus, Gus could be sitting there, man, just doing everything. And you ain't giving Gus the time of day because <laughs> you got what like you need. Exactly. And um, so just have some discernment on that end on it. Make sure your frequency is up. If, if your desire is to be one day, because sometimes you can learn from those guys around to see how, what the temperature is going to be like in being in a relationship so you can be ready when that time comes. If that guy, Gus, ain't, ain't really feeling you, I mean, you're not feeling Gus, but Gus is feeling you, um, you know, just be, be mindful of that, that you don't miss your blessing, as they say, you know, dude could be... You know, <laughs> that's good. Don't miss your blessing, man. You know, yeah. right. you ain't ready. Yeah. Right, good. Blessings too. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, I want to remind everybody that they could follow us on Instagram at Man Breed and on Facebook at Man Breed Live. And I just want to thank each of you all. This has been quite an engaging conversation, and uh, we'll have many, many more. Thank you once again for joining us, Christina. I thoroughly enjoyed you and. I guess we'll be making a trip at some point over to uh, uh, the uh, Nashville. Nashville too. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Until then, uh, we hope you all enjoyed it. Thanks for listening again to Man Breed Live, where we believe that to understand a man is to acknowledge all. Men.